Welcome to a life well lived. Grow, preserve, and transfer your wealth with Ken Olette, CPM Certified Portfolio Manager and founder of Orca Wealth Management. In this podcast, he will provide some clarity in setting goals needed to build, preserve, and transfer wealth and overcome some of life's financial obstacles. Ken provides actionable steps to help you plan through your financial ups and downs in a way everyone can understand. Join us on this journey where Ken will explore many financial avenues, drawing from his three decades of experience in helping others avoid risking a lifetime's worth of work and savings by not having a plan and a strategy in place. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to A Life Well Lived with Ken Olette. Ken, what's going on? Hey, things are great. I'm looking forward to having my first guest on the podcast. So um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting this thing going. Yeah, I know. You know, the listeners cannot uh, see Tanner. Tanner's the guest today. What a handsome guy, man. I mean, this is uh, you, you, your first guest. He's spot on. He's, he's, he's a good looking dude. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and, yeah. I noticed you never said that about me and we've been doing this for about a year, but thanks. Well, you didn't say it about me either, so I thought we were even. <laughs> level, level ground. So you've got Tanner Talong on the show today, um, and he's got a you know, varied history, so I'm really, really interested to hear what you guys are going to be talking about. Uh, he lived in New York for three years after high school. He was a model, professional model and actor from the age of 14 to 23, um, working for some major brands like Dior and Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein, Hollister, which I've never owned because you know it's way fancier than me. Uh, he moved to Colorado to study sustainable development. Um, he worked for the largest privately held developer in Colorado, uh, after college. I mean, this, this gentleman has done a lot. So I'm, my question to you is what are you guys talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about some Tampa Bay real estate, which, oh. um, you know, uh, being in the Tampa Bay area, having that office there, I've get, been getting a lot of questions with regards to where that market's going. Um, what the future holds is now a good time to buy, sell. And so, um, you know, I thought I'd bring on Tanner who's, um, obviously one of the best out there. So, so Tanner, welcome. Thank you guys. It's an honor to be here. So, um, if I can answer any questions, just let me know. Um, the Tampa Bay market is still one of the fastest appreciating markets within the nation. Um, I'm super bullish on it. I'm personally under contract with three investment properties right now. So any questions you guys have, just shoot them over and, uh, I'll be happy to answer them. Yeah. I'll start it off a little bit that, um, and how I came to know Tanner and his mom, Terry, we, uh, we had hired a real estate agent to sell our home in Florida last year. And, you know, thinking that the, everybody said the real estate market in Florida is very, very hot. Right. And that you could just list a property and it would sell immediately. In my infinite wisdom, I thought, okay, well, might as well get somebody really cheap, like a discount person. Well, bad idea. So we got this guy, he came out and, uh, one of the first warning signs was he took photos of the house with an old flip phone. Right. <laughs> I think I went, I talked to you about this, right, Tanner? Yeah. And uh, so I he saw comes the back, photos. Yeah. And he said, well, you want the house to look actually better than what the pictures are when they come see it. Well, the problem was the pictures were so bad that nobody came and saw the house. And so we didn't sell the house in a hot real estate market. So my wife says, listen, let me take this over. Let me interview some people. Uh, Terry and Tanner came over and uh, wow, what a difference. I can't even tell you from the beginning to the end and that, uh, so, so Tanner, just tell me a little bit about your process. What differentiates you guys from everybody else? Because it was pretty startling to me. 
Yeah. So um, we kind of look at our business as a business and most agents kind of do it part-time. And um, so we put in, you know, I think probably 10 to 15 years ago, we started working on our systems. <clears throat> it's a mm -hmm. steps to a successful sale. Every, every single step is a five-star service. So we kind of pride ourselves on creating the perfect scenario that's predictable for our clients and also netting our clients the most money in the least amount of time. So there's certain processes that we put forth for our clients that will net you more money than you know any other real estate agent within our area. Um, and we believe in it. It's, it's like a prescription. Mm -hmm. You go into the doctor and the doctor gives you the pres prescription. And if you end up doing what they suggest, you'll meet with success. And then if you deviate, then you'll have a different um, scenario or outcome. So we, we put forth for every single uh, client, this steps to a successful sale. So we follow it every single time, no matter what price range, anywhere from 200,000 all the way up to 10, you know, 10, 15 million. They all have the steps to a successful sale. And it's, it's what creates that predictable experience. And I think when you're listing your house, there's a lot of uncertainties. And when you have, you know, a team that can provide certainty in this, you know, in it, any real estate market, mm -hmm. um, then you feel more comfortable. And also, um, you'll meet with success and, you know, get more money in your bank in the end. Yeah. So, I, so I know what that experience looks like. Cause I went through it. Right. So walk the listener through like some of the steps that you guys do when somebody comes on board as a new um, perspective person that wants to sell or buy a home. Yeah. So first we have to look at, um, you know, what their history is. We have to see where, why they're moving. Um, some people are one toe in one toe out. And typically we like to work with people that are interested in selling and, you know, are all on board for, you know, making the move because the people that don't fully commit to the systems in the beginning, then they end up, um, you know, not meeting with success. So first we meet with the seller, we figure out, you know, what their pain points are, what their main motivations are. Is it money or time? Usually it's both. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's why we like to, you know, sell our houses quickly, but for the highest net equity. And usually what we do is we go through the property, we give our synopsis on how we can prepare the house for sale depersonalize the property. And then we market it to 950 websites in 19 different languages. We do social media, we do retargeting ads. We, 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 once we prepare the house for sale, the, the property um, is in its best condition. We like to make it like a model home, right? And mm -hmm. then once you maximize that condition, then you can end up um, maximizing your net equity once you um, take the professional photography and the videography that will uh, then entice the buyer that you know 99% of the buyers are online looking at um, properties. And then the mm -hmm. only reason why they'll reach out and go see a property is if the property is enticing and its price and its uh, condition is... Um, uh, exciting them to pick up the phone, to call their realtor, to go see the property or call us. A lot of the time, what we've been finding with our marketing is a lot of the buyers are reaching out to us because of our level of um, experience and then market knowledge. And then also um, 
uh, product knowledge. So that's kind of our steps to a successful sale in a short, you know, 30 seconds. Well, who is, who is the photographer that you guys use? I remember people would, would look at the pictures that you guys posted on our house and they would say, that's not your home. And I would, yeah, it is. It's just um, what a professional photographer can do. Is that somebody that you all have worked with for a long time? Is that something that you do for everybody? Do you always get feedback about that photographer? I mean, the lighting, everything was unbelievable. Yeah. So we have uh, a videographer and photo- photographer on staff. Um, we have been working with both of these people for years now, and um, we've tried having one person do videography and photography, but both of them have their specialties and mm. we're very particular and, you know, what we want our sellers houses to look like. And, you know, it's the branding that kind of helps separate our sellers from the rest. And, you know, when you're scrolling through 150 homes, when you're looking in, in the Tampa Bay area, we want your property to be substantially different than the rest. Mm-hmm. And, um, so one of it, one of the opportunities that we like to provide is, you know, professional photography. And it's not just professional photography. We do HDR, which kind of enhances the images and creates Mm -hmm. more uh, definition to the properties. And that's just another thing that can help with getting more attraction to your listing. Yeah. The other thing I thought was pretty, um, that kind of separated you all was that we had a meeting once every Friday. So it wasn't like uh, list the property and let's just do a couple of phone calls, but it was every Friday. We had to sit down. Here's where we're at. Here's how many views. Here's the offers that are coming in. Here's what we're going to do. Um, and it was like you said, it was processed to be every, every week. Is that something you do for everybody? Everyone. Yep. That's part of our steps to a successful sale. We like to keep in communication. A lot of people um, that fail to sell, we call ourselves the closers. Um, typically it's because of lack of communication. Right. Um, we're kind of like you are, Ken, we're the wealth advisors for real estate. And mm-hmm. um, we want to make sure that our clients are educated just as much as we are about their product, the neighborhood, the community, what's going on you know, politically and um, in the environment uh, so they can make a good business decision. Yeah. Yeah. So this year, Obviously, there's been a lot of so there's been some changes, right? We got higher interest rates. We've got um, you know kind of an economy that's kind of stalling out a little bit. Have you seen any effect uh, of the Tampa Bay area because of these these kind of these macroeconomic things? So statistically, what we look at is um, where we were before COVID, because that's kind of more of a realistic market. COVID kind of was good for the state of Florida. I mean, on average, everything went up 50 to 100%, depending on where you are within the two-year period. And on average, real estate goes up on a you know 3 to 4% uh, increase in, uh, in a year. So the, the market is slowing its increase in appreciation, but we haven't seen a deceleration in, in um, uh, property values. I mean, the property values every single listing that we're listing, we're breaking records for the neighborhood. So some agents are struggling because they they don't keep up with their clients. They've been through an easy market within the last two years. I mean, you list a property and typically you'll, you'll, if you price it right, and then you have the condition and the location, then you're going to get some good interest on the property and potentially multiple offers. But those multiple offer scenarios are um, few and far between, unless you have a very unique property that um, everyone wants. But I think what's happening is the sellers 
within our area still want 30% higher than, you know, their neighbor that just sold two months ago, which the appreciation is, hasn't uh, allocated that uh, for the market. So if you price yourself, maybe 10% over market, then maybe you'll get, um, you know, a good offer and still break records. But I think the, a lot of the sellers got used to a yearly appreciation of, you know, 30 to 50%. And then, you know, what, people do sometimes is they overprice their property and not have a system and plan. And then they, um, kind of get lost in, um, the internet and, uh, wait for Mm -hmm. those buyers to come out of the woodworks. And then they don't, uh, follow the system where they can uh, get back in front of the consumer and, um, I guess get that offer so they can move towards closing. So are you seeing holding times a little bit longer or, or selling are they be extended out somewhat? I know it was, what was it? 10 days. Is it moved out to a month now? I mean, what, what, what does it look like now? Yeah. So it depends on the price range. Um, properties in, um, Pinellas County on average, or, you know, somewhere around a month to two months sitting on the market, depending on, um, where you are and the price range. So in the last, so we went from roughly 14 days, half mm-hmm. a month of inventory within, you know, the 500 to a million, and then now we're probably around uh, 45 days on the market. And then that um, changes depending on if you're in like, you know, on the water or off the water or, you know, and once you get past the $2.5 million mark, you're, you're trending towards a neutral market mm-hmm. where, um, you know, in COVID, anything under 5 million would contract within, you know, two months. Um, so now it's more like six months, which is a neutral market where there's, a six month period kind of defines if you're in a buyer buyer's market or a seller's market. So anything less than six months of inventory, then um, that's a seller's market. Anything more than six months, it's a buyer's market. Um, so all the price ranges, you know, under five million right now are still in a seller's market. So a lot of our sellers are calling us and say, Hey, let's, let's take advantage of this market. Cause we are trending towards, um, you know, a buyer's market, but we don't know where it's going to go. The appreciation is still there and, um, people are still moving here in droves and we're about to hit, um, you know, season for our area. So we're going to grow by 25% in our population, at least, um, within, you know, the next couple of months. So what is considered the peak season for Tampa Bay? Um, what we've seen is August and September are usually the slowest in real estate. Um, okay. I'm not, it's just typical. Um, COVID was a little different. Um, August was one of our best months for the last two, two years. But if you look at trends and, um, you know, the market in general over the last 50 years, I mean, August and September are usually the slowest, um, to answer your question about interest rates. Yes. Interest rates have affected, um, some buyers have seen some buyers just get out of the market because, they can't afford the house that they've been looking at, you know, say if they're in the 750 or even a million price range there, that a million price range is now roughly a 750 to 800. So they can only afford, you know, 20% less. Right. Right. So are you, so are there some, so I've heard that the banks are kind of tightening up the lending requirements a little bit, right? So they're, because they're worried about maybe a downturn or something like that. Are there, some creative ways to get around that in terms of lending or, or are you guys assisting, you know, your clients in that manner as well? Do you guys work with a good lender or, or what are you seeing there? 
Yeah. Most of our people, um, they have to buy a house, uh, or sell their house to buy. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, a lot of our sellers are capable of taking out a cash out refi or a, um, home equity line to purchase. Okay. So that allows them to non be non-contingent on the sale of their home. So this will, uh, kind of retract, I, I guess the, the main people that are struggling is the first time home buyers. Cause you're up against, you know, 20% down or even cash buyers. Um, we still have low inventory. So, um, those are the people that are struggling getting, you know, houses cause what the average price per home within the Tampa Bay area went from say 300 to, you know, 450 within, you know, a year and a half. So, right. um, it's, it's been difficult for people, um, that only have like three or four, 10%, you know, down, but we've been very successful in, you know, getting people, um, uh, houses, even with, you know, FHA and VA, uh, we have certain ways to write it in the contract where we kind of create some certainty for the, the sellers when they do sell to, you know, a FHA or VA buyer, because there are more restrictions when you do sell to a FHA or VA buyer. Um, and then also we have some financing options where if you are financing, we can show that it's cash, um, and then make it non-contingent on financing. And then some okay. of our lenders will allow them to, uh, finance, even if it comes in, um, under value in appraisal. Oh, wow. Yeah. So let's say I'm, I'm a, I want to sell my house this year, looking at, um, selling the home. Has it changed somewhat where I know when I went to sell, you know, we were thinking, well, should we redo the kitchens or the bathrooms? And you guys were like, you don't have to do anything. It's a seller's market. So somebody now that perhaps is looking to sell their home, should they look at doing some strategic upgrades just to make it, um, a little bit more sellable in this market versus last time? Or is there, is there pointed things that people can do to make their house a little bit more, um, you know, appealing? Yeah. I mean, we always talk about, um, preparation of the house. We like to do it before we list it rather than saying, we'll give you a credit for it because it's all about that first impression mm -hmm. and buyers don't really know how much the costs are to, you know, improve a property. And they'll typically give you a deep discounted, uh, price if your house is not, um, neat, clean and tidy, and then, um, move in ready. Um, yeah, I so, know for when you guys did ours, you guys staged our house completely. You made me take the, uh, the dog shooting pool, uh, portraits off the wall. Yeah. Um, things like that. So you guys brought in artwork, everything. It was cool. In every single market we're, uh, recommending preparing the house for sale. You're going to make at least 25% more. Um, if you do prepare the house for sale, and, um, you know, we just want to make sure that your house looks like a five-star restaurant when we list it. So you can, you know, net the most money. Yeah. No, my wife was sad to see that furniture go when you guys yeah. came and got it after. Well, the whole goal is for you guys to pack it up, to move it to your next location. Right. So <laughs> you guys can move it to your, um, North Carolina house. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you think that for, for 2023, you see the market kind of just stay in the same, or do you see any major changes for 2023? I mean, I look at statistics. Um, we're most of the economists are predicting a 10% increase year over year from mm -hmm. uh, today to next September, October. And then what we've been predicting, you know, it's hard to figure out what's going on with the economy, but at the same time, we are seeing net migration here at substantial levels. Uh, there's sure. a lot of people that 
are in very wealthy states that are moving to the state of Florida that we've never seen before uh, COVID. So we have the Californians, we have the New Yorkers, and even Colorado people. Um, you know, the affordability out there and the standard of living, you know, the affordability is going out the window still up there. And then um, the standard of living is uh, reducing. So we're seeing a lot of people moving to, you know, a more affordable state where you don't pay as many taxes. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed not paying state income tax and oh, yeah. a lot of business owners are moving their companies here. So they're bringing their employees and a lot of the employers that are moving here are pretty high net worth companies. And then all of their employees are high net worth as well. So all of those people need places to stay. Um, we have one of the largest investment firms, BlackRock Capital, they're investing into single family homes, which in the past, I mean, they've been doing it for a while, but they're super bullish in our area. And so they're buying up neighborhoods um, and then yeah. they're renting them out. So that's kind of reducing the amount of inventory for those, you know, entry level properties, you know, under 600,000. So that kind of limits the inventory. And then that asset class has totally changed, right? So you went from mom and pops, you know, having these single family home rentals. And now this, you know, Fortune 500 company is uh, not just one of them, but a handful of them are coming into a market that um, they're gobbling up a lot of the inventory. So it's allowing the market to continue to appreciate. And with the net migration of people, it just creates that perfect cocktail for the biggest appreciating market within our nation. Sure. So do you guys do anything on the commercial market? And if, and if so, I mean, how, what do you think the prospects are? What does it look like there? I think some, now that people are, we do do some commercial, mm -hmm. uh, most of our business is residential, but um, office spaces, I think the big box office spaces are reducing their exposure to, you know, having like my fiance has a bunch of friends that work at Ford Motor Credit and half of their office space isn't being used. So it's, right. I think in the near future with those big Fortune 500 companies that had those huge office parks, now that they're used to their, their employees working from home and they're showing that it's still profitable and um, people can you know, have a better work-life balance, um, they might reconsider renewing that lease or, you know, buying those big properties. And right now what I'm seeing is the office space or, you know, most of the commercial, it's, it's hard to find a, um, a return on investment because the bigger the, you know, there's a lot of inventory out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys predominantly, are you in the Tampa Bay area or do you expand out or do you Southern Florida? Do you um, do any other areas outside of the Tampa Bay area? What's we do like? everything from Sarasota or Venice, just south of Sarasota, all the way up to Pasco County, and then all the way to close to Orlando. So it's a fairly large footprint. And then eventually we're going to move south with the rest of our team. Um, but as of right now, that's our bandwidth and what we can cover um, to provide that five-star service within the Tampa Bay area. Wow. So how long have you guys been in the game and what has been your growth uh, in just over the last couple of years? So my family's been in the business for, I think it's 27 years. Um, I joined about seven years ago. Um, so we went from roughly 20 million um, when I first joined and then now we're about to hit over 85 million, I think this year, maybe 90 million. 
So I think in the last three years, that's where we really hit our stride. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've doubled our business every single year for the past three years. So, um, we're super excited about this area and, um, being able to, you know, provide the service, uh, for more and more people as you know, the days go on. Is there anything that, um, so let's, let's say a prospective person's listening to this, they're thinking about hiring a real estate professional. Is there anything that you would, you would kind of say, Hey, this is kind of a red flag. If you interview this type of individual or are they, they do that. What, what should a buyer be aware of in this market? Um, it's totally changed than it, you know, compared to when we were like six to 12 months ago. So mm-hmm. it, it really takes a professional that knows the market has, you know, clients in the, and in, in their office and not office, but their CRM where they can reach out to and, you know, potentially, uh, put the house under contract, um, prior to you even listing it. Um, market knowledge is huge. Um, you also are hiring someone that knows how to articulate value to the appraiser. That's a huge thing these days because not all the properties are appraising. Right. So if you are a seller and you hire your sister that does it part-time, that doesn't know many things about the market and doesn't know how to um, communicate value to these appraisers or the buyers, I mean, you're paying for you know, someone that truly knows the product and that can substantiate the value so you can get your highest net equity. And then also, you know, I would say 75% of our job is, you know, being a marketing specialist. Mm -hmm. I see it time and time again. There's like one in eight people in the state of Florida that have the real estate license, but there's only 1% of us that um, sell the majority of the, um, the inventory. And most of the time it's all about, you know, the marketing strategies and also the preparation of the house for sale and the systems that kind of separate the, the top performers from the rest. It's not a part-time job. So I'd be careful hiring someone that is, uh, you know, doing another job and having, you know, their real estate career on the side, even if they're going to give you a discount commission. I mean, you're a perfect example, Ken. I mean, I don't know if your other gentleman was a part-time agent, but you know, you want to hire a business that knows what they're doing, knows who's going to be your buyer and then how to uh, present your property in the best way so you can uh, net that most money in the least amount of time. Yeah, yeah I kind of learned that the hard way. I mean, I didn't realize that there were, as you, as you mentioned, um, just your, your family having a Rolodex. Is that still a word, Rolodex? Do people yeah. still use that word? Yeah. Okay. Of just having the contacts and the names. So oftentimes, you will have, um, you will have buyers that are looking for, for properties. And like you said, you also know the appraisers, you know, all of these connections, the videographers, the, the photographers, it is, um, it, it's a lot more than just posting a piece of property on, uh, on Zillow, you know, and I, and I, I did not know that. Um, but I'm glad that you guys showed me, uh, <laughs> the air in my ways. So. Yeah. We pride ourselves on uh, making at least 13.3% higher than any other real estate professional within our area. That's um, and you know, like, the, if, if it comes down to one to 2%, you know, like that 3% that you pay a listing agent or 6%, you know, we want to make our money worth it. So that's why Mm -hmm. we kind of, we have a system that will bring 
more money in your pocket. So it's a good investment for everyone. You know, if you discount your, you know, your services, then you're going to have a discounted price when you come to the closing table. And in reality, we think that, you know, if you're going to save a couple points, you want to make sure that, you know, this person um, knows what they're doing and has product knowledge and is a marketing expert. Well, cool. Well, anything you want to close with additionally that you can think of that um, the listeners might enjoy or, or how do people contact you and get, get in touch with you? Um, yeah. So we're on Facebook and Instagram. You can look us up at Till in Tampa Bay. We are now that we've developed our systems for my mom and I, uh, for our back office, we're looking to hire some more agents that want to learn from our processes and some more market knowledge, as well as use our credibility to develop their business. This is um, an opportunity that we have been working on for the past three years. And we just want to now um, help people that are hungry to build their business and grow from, you know, say like we have one of our agents that's just joined us six months ago and he sold 1.5 million in the last year and a half and he's doing 3 million a month now. So mm-hmm. it, it depends on who you work, who, who you work with matters. And, you know, if you have the systems and plans that, you know, are proven to work, then, um, you know, we would love to help any agent that wants to, uh, you know, join us. And also if you're a buyer or seller moving uh, to the Tampa Bay area or looking to uh, list your property and trying to get the maximum money for your house, then uh, we're here to help till in Tampa Bay. And so what's the uh, direct phone number? Somebody can reach you at. I'm old school with the numbers. Yeah. Give me a call at 727-479-4548. Okay. Eric, anything you want to add in closing? Well, I'll tell you what, this has been fantastic. Um, I will answer Ken, I'm going to answer one of your questions that you asked. You, you mm-hmm. asked about what's a red flag? A flip phone, man. <laughs> that still gets me. I can't believe that guy took a flip phone and was taking photos. I mean, anyway, that just, that just cracked me up. I just, uh, boy, that would have, that would have shook me to my boots. Um, Tanner, man, thank you so much for being on the show. A ton of knowledge, ton of great information. I love the fact that you, you, you threw your, your contact information out there, not just for buyers and sellers, but for agents that want to make a difference in their own lives. And in the difference of, you know, maybe the clients that they're already working with by teaming up and working with, uh, somebody who has a system in place that seems to be working over 13% difference. That's, that's crazy in my mind. And I just sold a house. I'm not in the Tampa Bay area, but I just sold a house. Ken and I've talked about this a lot. I just sold a house in, uh, in March and it just crazy market worked with a great real estate agent who had a great system as well, but I'm in Nebraska, so I can't help anybody out there. Uh, but Tanner, thank you so much for that information. Ken, I know that selling a home, buying a home, major purchases, all these things, tie into the overall financial plan, which you've spoken about many, many times. I would love for you to give your contact information for any listeners that are thinking, you know what, I'd love to, you know, sell a home or I'd love to purchase maybe a second home. I need to know if this fits into my overall plan and I just need to talk to somebody about that. Why don't you give me your contact info? Yeah, great. The, uh, the best place is kind of the, yeah, the, my website, Orca Wealth, O-R-C-A-W-E-A-L-T-H. Com. We post those the the podcast there. We also have um, you know relevant new information, our monthly newsletters, all, all that stuff is uh, right there. So that's the best landing spot for me. 
All right. Perfect. Again, Tanner, Ken, great podcast. Thank you so much for your time. And of course, our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to a life well lived with Ken Olette, founder of Orca Wealth Management. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Ken comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. And, and just think about just for a minute, do you know anybody that's looking to sell or buy a house that could use some good information, whether it's from Tanner or whether it's from Ken, reach out to one of those gentlemen. They're going to set you up. Well, again, thank you so much for listening today for everyone at Orca wealth management. This is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to a life. Well lived grow, preserve and transfer your wealth with Ken Olette CPM. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Orca Wealth Management, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Orca Wealth Management LLC does not provide legal or tax advice. Clients should seek the advice of a qualified attorney or accountant as necessary.